It is time to reawaken to your own inner potency. It is time to rise within. Welcome to this episode beauty of the Rise Within podcast, a space for you to explore, embody and rise into your own personal power. I'm your host Georgina Rose, a trauma-informed self-discovery coach and energetic alignment mentor who supports individuals just like you that are ready to deep dive into awakening your most authentic self and let it shine out into the world, no matter where you are on your journey. If you're someone who is ready to rise into your personal development journey and live a more authentic and aligned life, then you're in the right place. I'm so grateful that you're here and stoked to be sharing this episode with you, so let's dive in. Hi beauty and welcome back to the Rise Within podcast. If you're new here, I am your host Georgina Rose and I'm so so happy that you're here for episode two of the podcast. We made it through the first episode and here we are keeping on going. Now it's, there's a little bit of trepidation in sharing today's episode with you, with the content, with what I want to talk about um, because it is quite a vulnerable space for me to be in and I I know that I wanted to do this podcast episode justice so there may be a few pauses, there may be quite a lot of ums and ahs as I'm trying to articulate what I want to share and where I want it to lead through to. So I've actually recorded quite a few episodes prior to this one, um, as this one has been, as I mentioned, really challenging to put together. And usually I write some notes and some of them are actually scripted, but I have the script more as a guide and a backup rather than necessarily me being fully on script all the time. And I do tend to talk around what I've written in my notes Um, when I'm chatting whereas today I feel like this episode I'm not going to be using the script so much and I think that's where I've struggled so much in wanting to do this topic justice and wanting to know what to share with you. Uh, It's been a part of my journey that boundaries have always been quite a challenge because I was never guided into a space as as a younger person how to set boundaries and how to respect boundaries for myself and for others mine were very much violated at a very young age and so for me it's always been a challenge of how much to communicate and it's been a very big part of my healing journey recently so this episode there was a part of me that was like I don't know how to do this without sharing everything but I know that I don't need to just yet and as the podcast progresses you may hear a sprinkling more of my story as it goes and I know that I don't have to share everything right now with you and that gets to be okay just like if you're sharing something with other people or in a space where somebody asks you a question you don't have to divulge every single detail or justify a decision if you say you don't want to do something or you can't do something at that time you don't have to give a reason why so yeah I just want to encourage you to really listen into what's right for you in those moments but anyway we're already kind of off topic because (laughs) What today's episode is going to be about is about my journey up until this point, a little bit around how that's relevant for you and your journey, and then what the work, and I say the work in inverted commas, actually looks like and what it could look like for you because it looks very different for everyone and everyone's journey is going to look very different. So this kind of is a little bit of a intro to who I am, who's holding space here on this podcast so you get to know me a little bit more so I'm not just a random voice talking to you um, in your ears every week and for those of you that have been in my space for a while maybe it's an opportunity for you to learn a little bit more about who I am and my story and what brought me to where we are today. So I did sit in a lot of fear when I was trying to plan this episode, when I was thinking about what I was going to bring through and then 
it ended up me hiding and procrastinating around it because I just really didn't know what to bring to this space. I was really scared that it wasn't going to be the best episode that it could possibly be but I understand now that it will be what it will be and how that shows up will resonate with some of you and it won't with others and that gets to be okay um so yeah we're just gonna kind of dive into a few bits and there's something that I say in all my spaces that I hold for people whether that is in yoga classes, retreats, in workshops, whether I'm coaching or mentoring or just being with a friend when, you know, they ask for my opinion or I give unsolicited advice because sometimes that does happen more often than I care to share right now, but sometimes it does. But basically the note is that take what you want and leave the rest. Because what doesn't light you up or set off a little spark of curiosity isn't for you right now. And you do not need to carry it or try to fit it into your life some way. When it is ready to land, it will. And maybe it'll land in a big way. Maybe it will be in a really small, as a small, subtle nudge um, that you feel guiding you towards something. But either way, it's going to come when you are fully ready to welcome it. So anything that comes through today that you may hear and may listen into, just know that you don't have to take any of it on board. You don't have to um, resonate with a lot of it. But there may be a few nuggets of of wisdom, of experience that resonates, of something that you've been through that sounds familiar, that perhaps you can see a likeness in, that will just allow you to know that you're not alone. And any of those things, then allow yourself just to feel that resonance, bring it with you into this space when you're listening to the podcast and know that I've been where you are or have been and I know that side of the story. So that I'm here for that extra support as you need it. And if none of it resonates, then place it to one side. It doesn't have to inform any of the rest of your future if you don't want it to. So I'm going to invite you now to get yourself nice and comfy and if you're at home maybe get a nice blanket or a hot drink whatever whatever brings a nice little bit of comfort for you so that you can nestle in and we can dive into this space a little bit more and if you're driving then just let the parts that you hear settle in your space and if you zone out a little bit as we all do sometimes and don't hear a certain part of the podcast then don't force it to go back to it know that it's been received by your subconscious and that it will come to you when it needs to so yeah where to start um (laughs) my life and journey up until this point has been far from smooth sailing um And although I do know that I live an extremely privileged life from an outside perspective, I have worked very hard to be where I am right now. And it absolutely could have looked very different had I not had the support from family and friends and not listened to my body and its wisdom along the way. When I've actually spoken to friends about what I've been through they are always quite shocked um that I'm still standing and um here in this space and sometimes I'll get hit with a few other pretty pretty big things the last few years of I've been um moving through some of the darkest spaces that I've been in my life so far and my friends, bless them, are constantly saying about how they wish the universe would give me a little bit of a break. But as we know, we're never given more than we can handle. So it just helps to encourage me to realise how much strength I hold within me. And in knowing that I can hold this for myself, 
I also see it in other people and get to witness that beauty of how much strength people hold within themselves as well. Um, so at the moment, I'm currently journeying through a new layer of all of this on the back of back end of one of the biggest shifts and losses of my life so far, where I've been working through this massive identity shift. I um, Two months ago, actually the day that this gets released, uh, my mother passed away after a almost four year journey with brain cancer, uh, which is a terminal diagnosis from from the get go. And um, yeah, it's been a really interesting space and she passed away at 64. So it wasn't she got a diagnosis at 60. Um, and probably had been living with cancer for a good eight years before that, based on the size of the tumour. So, you know, we've been living with this disease within our family for quite a while. And, um, yeah, she finally passed in the most peaceful, loving way that she possibly could at home with my close family, my sister, her partner, my stepsister, my niece and my stepdad all all there with her, all holding hands and with her and being there with her and encouraging her through that moving on. So yeah, there's a little bit at the moment that's going through that's still quite tender. So I think that was also another part of why this episode was pretty challenging. So if you've lost a loved one or even recently had a relationship that's meant a lot to you that's broken down, it the grief that surrounds that is and can be sometimes pretty overbearing. So just know that I see you in that and I'm sending you so much love in whatever it is that you're carrying right now. But I wasn't always, although all of these bigger things have happened recently, I, I know that in the past where I haven't always been connected to this more conscious way of living or this healing journey, I knew that I wouldn't have survived them in the way that I have done. And I wasn't always connected to this healing journey, but I felt within me that I was always being pushed towards it. And as I reflect on where I've been, both figuratively and literally, I see now that my soul was always pushing me to the point of my truth, which has been buried pretty deep within my subconscious and my body. Um, and side note here, this episode is not going to be a depressing list of all the traumas that I've endured, but rather to discuss how the traumas have informed certain behaviours and where the work has been done to support me to where I am now. So I guess we kind of maybe begin this journey with me talking about how I started in my healing space and this began when I was living abroad in Australia and I'd recently broken up with a partner who I had moved to the other side of the world to be with and start a life over in Oz and travel around and find a spot where we wanted to potentially base ourselves and stay for a while and um, that relationship broke down for a, a phase and um, and yeah and then I got asked by a friend of mine to go to a yoga class just as something to get me out of the house because I was not in any good shape whatsoever and didn't really have a network of people over there by that point um, but she was so lovely and supportive and caring and she was like, right, I'm going to go to yoga. I think it will really help you come along. And the first episode, that I, episode, first <laughs> class that I went to was mm, nothing what I thought it was going to be. I don't really remember much of the class because I think I was extremely activated in my nervous system and was kind of in a bit of fight or flight mode. And so my memory of it is really just kind of, tiny little snippets or pictures or everything and the only thing that I remember is kind of coming to at the end of Shavasana where I clearly fell asleep because I was so exhausted physically 
emotionally, mentally, from everything that I'd been, the grief that I'd been going through and the fear that I was in when I was by myself in a country where I knew no pe- nobody at all. Um, and had to find a job, had to potentially move house and all sorts of things were going on. So it was all kind of thrown up in the air. And I just remember coming to at the end of the Shavasana, at the end of the relaxation time and being like oh crap I fell asleep oh no I'm such a bad yogi I've done this I've done this all wrong but actually now I know that it's um it's the best thing for you uh if you need to fall asleep then to fall asleep um but yeah so I started yoga there and then joined a couple of other classes beginners courses to support my learning um I then moved over to New Zealand and found a couple of yoga studios where I was living and absolutely adored them and they both did different styles. One did Hatha which is more traditional and more of a flow based. We did a lot of breath work and connecting to breath, connecting to movement which I adored having being an ex-dancer and that whole fluidity and sort of it felt like a bit of a choreographed sequence which was really really cool and felt really familiar in my body um and then the other studio was a hot studio which at the time did Bikram before we before we stopped uh connecting to the name of Bikram um as a style of yoga um and also did yin yoga and I'd never even heard of yin yoga but it was advertised as one to stretch for active people and I'd been there doing a ski season and doing loads of running up and down mountains lots of climbing lots of hiking all sorts of stuff so I was like oh this is perfect I need a good stretch out and honestly this is where this is where my love of yoga really began the the focus the dedication the connection that the hatha and the bikram gave me and then the softening into my being and the permission slip to slow down and be with myself and be with the discomfort that arose and learning to not be looking around and looking at what everybody else was doing, but only being bothered by my own experience. It was one of the biggest learning curves I've had and it just oh, it lit me up. And so for the further two years that I was living in New Zealand, I kept pursuing these classes and enjoyed it so much that actually my Hatha teacher inspired me to go out to India. And it was a bit of a eat, pray, love moment type thing where I was like, right, I'm going to go and do some time in an ashram and dedicate myself to my practice. And I'm going to be just like Julia Roberts, who, by the way, is my favorite actress. Um, and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> and when I looked online, I actually found out that it was cheaper for me to do my teach training. So that's what I ended up doing in 2016. I qualified as a yoga teacher. And during my time in New Zealand before I went away, I actually got hired by a surf and yoga retreat center, sort of surf camp place in Portugal to be their teacher for the season, to be their yoga teacher for the season. So I was already going in as like, okay, this started off with me just wanting to dedicate this to my practice. And actually what I've come out with is potentially a new career and I haven't even qualified yet. But there was a part of me that just knew and felt so aligned in this that it was the right thing for me because there was such an amazing part of it where I was like, I need to give other people the opportunity to explore this practice with what it has given me, how approachable it's been, how non-dogmatic it was in the way that people were teaching because I always felt that yoga was quite dogmatic and I definitely have felt that in certain classes, especially Ashtanga. Um, I feel like it's quite very much an Iyengar as well where you fit yourself into a bit of a box because it's all alignment based um, which part of me really enjoyed that discipline part of it because of my dancing background my classical dancing background but actually it was the feeling of connecting to self that really prompted me to want to do this work and so after India I um 
moved to Portugal where I stayed for about eight months and loved it. Got to surf most days when I wasn't too shattered. Uh, had a great time meeting some amazing people who came from all over Europe. Um, had a great crew, great team that I worked with. There was only four of us that worked there, including myself. But yeah, loved loved them so much and, and moved through, again, some pretty dark places when I was in Portugal with... Um, my ex-partner's brother passing away in a skydiving accident and it hit me quite hard but I was so grateful that I could lean on my spiritual practice and after this I just wanted to develop it so I continued with my teacher trainings and went out to Bali did a sup yoga teach training and a uh, yin yoga teach training and at that point there was nobody teaching sup yoga in the UK so I was the first technically the first teacher in the UK teaching it um, which was pretty cool all well, ones that I could find at least there wasn't really any go anything going on like that it was all very much done in in nice hot countries um, and I came back and got involved with um, a Royal Marines company that dealt with the rehabilitation. Uh, it was hosted at a Help for Heroes Centre, so I taught some sup-yoga sup to those guys, working a lot with people with PTSD and coming out the back of some uh, physical injuries where they were in rehab. So that was absolutely amazing to get to see how these really tough guys who didn't really get the whole woo-woo side of things, how they'd start to enjoy themselves and break down those barriers of what they thought that they needed to look like and be like to hold that bravado um, within the space. So that was really, really good fun. And yoga kind of just opened up so many doors for me to begin to support people in different ways. And I got to learn so much about myself in that space about me growing as a leader and a space holder. And then I got to learn about all the people that I was holding space for, what they were going through and how much even just one class supported such a big change. And the words that I was sharing with them changed so much in their state um, and how they got to take that off and away from the mat and it not just be that oh, I'm going to go and have a little break and go and do some yoga and get out of my head and then jump straight back into their lives and this was a real part of it for me that I was like this is not just about it being on the mat for people this is about how it translates into their lives and with that I I wanted to understand even more so I trained in London as a massage therapist as well as a body worker. I continued my energetic healing side of things and became a Reiki master practitioner with a local school in Devon in the UK where I'm currently based. And again, met some incredible teachers who have been the most amazing mentors for me and ones that I hold a huge amount of space and love for in my heart, even if I haven't connected to them since um, pre-COVID times or during early COVID times. Um, but it's just because of where I've been, it's very much been like this drug <laughs> that I've wanted to just keep learning, keep learning, keep delving deeper because it felt like such a safe space to do it in where I was held by so many amazing people to delve into a level of myself that I got to choose where enough was enough and after I completed some of those trainings I then went on to do a health and life coaching qualification with the health coach institute um which supported me in so many different skills to really see people for where they were in their journey and where they actually could help themselves. And it wasn't about somebody else giving them all of the answers, but facilitating a space for them to become empowered 
to very much be their own leaders in their own space. And it was a beautiful invitation to witness people moving through and supporting them through some pretty dark stuff for them and to help them rewire and repattern the mind and build better habits. And I got to work with some really incredible people during my time as a health coach and, and a life coach in in that sense of what it was. And from here, it all kind of moves into a journey of all of these things coming together and informing my teaching within yoga. So through the coaching, through the Reiki, through the massage and that physical touch and connection and through all the trainings that I've done in in yoga has really informed me into a space or was informing me into a space of we're all unique we're all in our physical bodies unique in our emotional bodies unique in our mental bodies unique it led me into this space to start uncovering trauma in people and allowing them space for that to be held um And this is where my journey kind of has begun to flourish. And COVID kind of sparked it for me. All throughout my life, I've gone through a lot of different bouts of depression. I think majority of my teenage life was me in depression and less time me being out of it. My body was very much shut down. My nervous system was very much playing between the fight, flight, freeze, fawn. And very, very rarely was it ever in a regulated state for very long at all. It may have had different moments when I was around certain friends that supported that and facilitated that. And that really helped when I was with my first um, boyfriend and it was very much a deep relationship that I could connect with him. Um, but yeah, it was it was very much that I was in this fight, flight, freeze, fawn state. And then when COVID hit, as I know so many people found this really challenging, even if they were just dealing with themselves and maybe family members or friends that they were staying with, not even the people that had to deal with loss in that time and having to deal with the tragedy of losing somebody. But it being this space where I had a massive push from the universe to be like either you no longer want to be here or you have to fight and take responsibility for yourself. Throughout this whole time before this point, I was very much in this unconscious state of moving through these programs where I thought everybody else would fix it for me, would come and save me, would come and support me through whatever I needed support with and that I couldn't do it alone. But really, this time in COVID really, it pushed me into this space of realising that now I really need to take responsibility for myself. I had always pushed against the doctor's um, idea that I should be uh, taking medication and I should be on medication. I pushed against the idea that there was a um, underlying diagnosis of uh, bipolar that, that got thrown around a little bit by my sister, by one of her friends who was diagnosed with it and by a couple of doctors to get tested. There was something in me that was like, no, it's not that. There's something else here. There's something else here that I need to go into, that I need to explore, that is deep within me, that needs to be heard and seen. And although those words weren't there at the time, there was just this feeling of, no, that is not right at this moment. That does not feel right in my body at this moment. The medication, it helps so many people and this isn't to say that Western medicine isn't 
a wonderful revelation and it can save lives and support people to feel better. But it's not the be-all healing space that it's made out to be. It's not the only route. A majority of these physical ailments and and mental ailments are all of a manifestation of something bigger that's going on within us. And I heard that call within me that I was like, no, this isn't right. And so that's when I, uh, after feeling pretty... Oh, pretty suicidal for maybe the third time in as many years. I've decided that I'm going to go privately with therapy. I'm going to find a therapist that can actually support me. Because by this point, my mum had had her diagnosis and I'd gone to go and see a counsellor that a um, cancer charity had offered through support for relatives and friends of people who uh, knew people with cancer and all that they did was just sat there and were being really sympathetic and was like oh that must be really hard for you and I was like yeah it is and whilst maybe that's helpful for some people to be seen it's sort of facilitating that uh, victim mentality that I realized that I had been sitting in for my entire life and this is what stopped me from being able to move forwards and challenge myself to take responsibility and to see that it was my responsibility. I could ask for help from other people, it's not that I had to do it alone and face this journey alone. So know if you hear that and hear when I say that self-responsibility, it's not that you have to do this alone at all and I would never recommend anybody doing this work alone. It is that you have to take, make the decision and not give your power away to somebody else to decide what's right for you. That is what I mean by that responsibility, that radical self-responsibility. So I chose that for myself. I chose that. And you probably just hear my dog, Bo Boy. We call him Bo Boy. His name's Bo. Flumping down and sighing next to me. So sometimes you might hear him on the podcast coming in to say hi. Um, Where was I? But yeah, the responsibility part of it. So know that yeah, it is down to you to take that responsibility for your healing if you want your state to change. While the doctors can help with medication to start you off, it's not something that you should be reliant on for the rest of your life. You're not designed to be. Your body is designed to be well and there's something else going on. And the depression is just a symptom of something else. The anxiety is a symptom of something else going on on a deeper level mentally and emotionally. Um, so just remember that. Um, I can't even remember where I was before I went on to that. Oh yeah, COVID, lockdown. So this was my massive, uh, bit from the universe that was very much wake up, George. You're either going to do something which is going to hurt everybody around you or, and quit the pain or, You can lean into the discomfort and actually figure out what's going on and find your purpose within this because you're on this path to support other people. You've been drawn to yoga as a modality to support people. You've been drawn to massage, to Reiki, to energetic healing, to coaching, to all of this as a space holder for others and for yourself. But you need to do the work first because you can only go as far with other people as you have been willing to go with yourself. And I'll say that again, if you're in this in this realm or wanting to help other people, you can only go as far with other people as far as you've been willing to go with yourself. Because if you can't meet that part of you within yourself, how are you thinking that you're going to be able to meet those parts and support those parts in other people? It's just not available to the depth that an impact that maybe you want it to so I started therapy and I found oh the most incredible spiritual psychotherapist and I went with him and I've looked in the past and no one's really 
sort of come out and been like, yes, this is the one that you need to work with, George. Yes, this is the one that you need to be in this space with and do this work with. But my therapist, I love him to pieces. Um, he just felt right. And he wasn't actually taking on clients at the time. But when we had our initial consultation, he saw something in me and felt something in me that we both felt together that there was a part of it that he was meant to be on my journey and to support me in this in this space and ever since then that was three years ago and we're still going strong now and I still see him every single week sometimes twice a week if I need that extra support and with that work I realized what I was holding back from there was so much that I was holding back and it was such a beautiful journey a challenging journey an emotional journey and it still is now of uncovering certain truths within me but it's through my therapy that I've uncovered some of the deepest darkest parts of me that have sat dormant my pretty much my entire life and created this persona within me that was anxious that struggled in social situations where I would either not share anything and just bottle myself up and freeze and just have to watch everybody and 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 see if I could understand them first before making my way to maybe start a conversation with someone or I'd be the person who overshares and shares too much because I wanted people to, I wanted so badly for people to understand me so that in the hope actually that they would accept me and welcome me in because they could see who I was and see underneath it all that I was a really kind and caring person or at least that's how I wanted to be with them but actually what they saw was this nervous anxious person who didn't have any boundaries and it kind of put up a bit of a wall for them because it didn't feel particularly easy for them to hold space for it because I wanted to divulge all the darkest deepest secrets that there was to that I was conscious to at the time and share all my problems that yeah there was only a handful of people that could actually hold that space for me and I'm still friends with those people now and they have been a tremendous support and guide and those four ladies that I have in my life with those those parts I definitely hold them as soul sisters and I wouldn't again I wouldn't be here without them and so I guess for me in all of this work a lot of this work not just in the psychotherapy but also the yoga work I've realized that there's no um differentiation between the mind and the body and this is what I teach a lot and I now teach uh, yin yoga teach trainings as well um, for people who want to delve deeper into their practice and also those who are already teaching and wanting to explore a more embodied uh, space within the yoga practice the lens that I teach through is embodied yin yoga and that was the missing piece for me I think was having that connection of not feeling like these two parts were separate the mind and the body but actually them being together and working together interconnected at all times and it was through the embodiment work that I've been moving through in the past couple of years that's really helped me to lean into some bigger healing work I've moved further away in my own personal practice from the linear yoga practice. I still love to teach and I love to move with my clients and to support them through that and hold that space because I know that for some of them that is the tool that they like. They like the structure. They like to know what's coming. But for me, I like the free flow. I'm very much into free movement therapy, which is just putting on some music and letting my body be moved rather than me thinking about what I should be doing it's about allowing myself to be moved in that space and oh, it's helped me to cry to scream to release to learn to use my voice to understand where you know some pain has been sitting some emotional some mental some physical pain has been sitting and release it and it's been so therapeutic and a beautiful way of me moving through it and 
all of these are just tools as well I use breath work and I'm also a breath work coach just to drop that in as well <laughs> there's a couple of other bits I'm going to share with you as well that I do um that's helped me along the journey but I'm very much a learn the depths go into the depths myself and then teach for me to integrate further into my own practice and to support other people to integrate into their practice and feel the benefits of it so that's kind of where I'm at and in the last two years two years ago in fact I stumbled across human design now I've always been pulled to astrology always always been pulled to astrology I used to love reading horoscopes my family used to kind of poo-poo it and push it to one side and be like what is that that's just crap but there's always a part of me that was always drawn to it and really enjoyed reading the horoscopes even if they weren't for me and they were for different horoscopes and different um zodiac signs I very much enjoyed that realm and was drawn back to it more recently but two years ago I found human design which actually pulls on astrology and late last year I completed my human design reading course with the gorgeous Erin Claire Jones an amazing human design reader and guide and oh, I love her to pieces she's just such a beautiful woman and um and this structure, this system has been where I've seen, <clears throat> excuse me, some of the most, or oh, some of the biggest growth in accepting myself and loving myself. So after I uncovered a lot of my traumas, there was a lot of work of deconditioning and then coming back to a space of self-love. And this is what I have been moving with in the last couple of years and this is what I want to be sharing with you in the coming episodes and this podcast as you probably heard in the last episode and in the trailer if you listened to both of those. So yeah my journey has been far from simple. There has been a lot of trauma that has been uncovered or witnessed and moved through there's been a lot of healing through different modalities and one thing that I really um, recognise within myself is that what happened to me was not my fault but how I choose, how I chose and actually continue to choose to respond to it, it is solely my responsibility there is no white knight that's going to rescue me out of these circum cer certain circumstances. And, you know, sometimes as, as a younger version of us, we do need somebody to take us out of dangerous situations that we are enduring and surviving. And as adults, there are certain situations where, yes, we do need people for that, that, but a lot of it is that we're living through outdated programs, a lot of it is that we're li out, blah, blah, blah. we're <laughs> living through these programs that were created within our system, with our nervous system to support and protect us in those times where nobody, nobody was there to take us out of the situation. So our body knew what to do. It knew how to shut us down to get us out of that space. And I'm going to be talking far more about the nervous system in some other episodes to guide you through the different levels of the nervous system based on the polyvagal theory. Um, and how you can work with it to um, get into that deeper healing and, and support yourself through challenging times. But it took me a long time to recognise in myself and I know that this has broken up and put a strain on many different people, both romantically and platonically. It's taken me a long time to figure out that these that I've been working on these outdated programming within my brain and within my mind and you know I just wanted that other person to be the source of my happiness and be the fixer and always be there for me whenever I needed them no matter what 
and there was no idea of boundaries and how inappropriate that actually was and how much pressure that put on the other person. But the younger version of me really needed that um, to know that I was still lovable and could be seen as the scared and hurt version of me from my past. But in those moments, I was still living out those programs. So it was only through my therapy work and personal integration and embodiment work that I've been able to take the most loving step for myself possible, which is that taking responsibility. So how does all of this show up for you? How is this relevant for you in your life? Um, a question for you is wherever you are in your journey, where can you see that you are taking responsibility for yourself or where are you looking to somebody else to fix it for you and this is possibly the first step that I would encourage you to look at for this work to journey into your own space of conscious healing is how does this show up for your life for you in your life and you know you may be in a certain relationship with a partner uh, where at the moment you feel like your happiness, your emotions um, are the sole responsibility of somebody else and that it's only through their actions that you'll then be happy if they act a certain way or if they do certain things for you. Um, but I encourage you just to reflect for a moment and you can get a pen and paper out at any point and sort of start to write down areas where you want to start to take responsibility for your own self and reflect on what are the needs that you actually need in your life. What does your body need to nourish you, to sustain you? What does your mind need? What does your heart need? And have a look at what it is that you can give to yourself. Maybe make a list of the things that you can give to yourself. Make a list of the things that you've been seeking from others and see if that can translate into that list to yourself. And whether that's actually giving them to yourself or learning to ask for it in a way that is loving and setting your own boundaries of what is okay and what is not okay, respecting the other person's boundaries as well and communicating that lovingly and opening so that each other is heard for what is available for that person to give and to not be hurt if they're not fully available in the moment. Not projecting your expectations of what you think you have to do or even what the other person in the other dynamic needs to be doing each day to be worthy of that love. And I'm really passionate about this radical self-responsibility. So I will be again talking about this in future episodes and it's going to be potent. It's going to be, can probably be quite triggering, especially if you're someone that's not quite there yet, where you haven't actually held up the mirror to yourself to look at yourself and witness, where am I not taking responsibility in my life? Because it can be painful to realise that actually it's only you that can do this work for yourself. It's only you that can that can fix this. It's only you that can help yourself in the best way. So yeah, I'm actually I'm actually going to leave this episode here because I have been talking for a little bit of time and I kind of just want to leave it in that simple space of radical self-responsibility. And what does that look like for you? Where are you taking responsibility for yourself? Where are you passing it on to somebody else to make sense of your own life for you? Or where are you leaning back and allowing someone else to take charge and then possibly resenting or holding them accountable when maybe it doesn't work out for you because you haven't actually followed your heart in what feels right for you? I'm just going to leave that there with you to think about and ponder over and be with for a little bit of time because it's a big thing. It's a really big thing. Um, and I hope that through learning a little bit about my journey, 
a little bit about where I've come from, that you can hear some parts of, some nuggets of wisdom, some nuggets of of something (laughs) within this episode. Like I said, this was completely unplanned. There was no script whatsoever. So if it was almost an hour of me rambling, then (laughs) um, I'm not going to apologize for it, but know that it won't, these episodes won't always be like this. But if you're still listening, then I'm so, so grateful. I hope that you can hear that resonating in my voice of the gratitude that I hold for you being here and listening and letting me share a part of me that I felt really challenged and really nervous and really fearful to to share. So I thank you so much for holding that space to listen and to be with it. And I hope that there's something within this podcast episode that you can take with you. And as I said at the beginning, take what you want and leave the rest. And if you're not ready to look at that radical self-responsibility nugget and part, then now isn't the time. But it's somewhere planted a seed in your subconscious to maybe move towards it at some point soon. Maybe further down the line, who knows, but it's there for you. Oh, and I'm going to close now. I'm going to close this space. So I'm sending you so much love. Thank you for being here. Next episode, we are going to be chatting about perfectionism. And I'm going to be talking to you about the five ways to release perfectionism with ease or to move forwards with perfectionism with ease and support yourself. I'm going to be talking about what perfectionism is and how it can show up with your life so that you can really utilize those ways in a really effective and efficient manner it's all well and good hearing about the ways that we can help perfectionism but if we don't really understand fully how it's showing up for us then we can't can't really do the work so yeah I really cannot wait for you to dive into that it's already released on the podcast this one came at you together released together Um, so dive into that whenever you're ready and the next episode episode four the new release will be released a week on Wednesday so that's going to be released on the 19th of April and I can't wait for you to hear it so again thank you so much beauty have a wonderful rest of your day evening week whatever it is whenever it is that you're listening to this and I can't wait to be in this space with you soon sending lots of love kisses speak soon thank you so much for joining me beauty for this episode i really really appreciate you being here and allowing me to land in your space if you enjoyed the episode there are a few things that you can do to support this podcast to reach more ears firstly please make sure that you subscribe and follow the podcast so you don't miss when we drop more magical episodes just like this one And don't forget to give us a five-star review on Apple and Spotify podcasts so more people can find and enjoy it too. Share your epic takeaways on socials and don't forget to tag us at the Rise Within podcast, which will be linked in the show notes for you so that we can spread the word. And one last thing, if you know someone that you think this episode would resonate with and it would help with their healing journey, then please, please go ahead and share it with them to make their day. I'm holding so much love and gratitude to you for being here with me and I really can't wait to catch you next time on the Rise Within podcast.